This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote. You're a guidance system for 40 rifles, three machine guns, a bunch of mortars, several artillery batteries, three calibers of naval guns, and four kinds of attack aircraft. End quote. And that quote is by the author Carl Marlantis. Carl Marlantis was born December 24th, 1944, day before Christmas, in Astoria, Oregon. He is, as I mentioned, an author He's penned three books, Deep River, What It's Like to Go to War, and Matterhorn. And Matterhorn is the book from which today's quote originates. Marlantis attended Yale and Oxford and commissioned as an infantry officer in the Marine Corps during his time at Oxford. He fought in Vietnam as a platoon commander from October of 1968 to October of 1969 and is a highly decorated war veteran. The Matterhorn is a fictionalized account of his time and is a critique of the leadership during a trying time there and at home. And for those that are not familiar, a platoon of Marines is approximately 40 Marines. There's one officer in charge of that group, normally a second lieutenant or first lieutenant. And in Marlantis's case, he spent a year in combat in Vietnam. And all the things that go with a year in Vietnam, all of the trying times that I mentioned, the, the pain of loss of your Marines, the, the constant fear of death and the struggle to survive, the challenges of a conscripted force because we were well into the draft in the late 60s as part of this conflict. So you had, unlike today where we have an all-volunteer force, you had the draft in place at the time, and people were being sent to war that wouldn't have otherwise necessarily chosen to be there. And that presents, as you would expect, many great challenges. The book also addresses some of the illogical missions that a platoon under a lieutenant was expected to accomplish, largely due to the ineptitude of, of leadership. For example, one of, the, one of the anecdotes that is written about in the book is the demand from higher headquarters to seize a hill right? Hills are, are high ground. High ground provides observation. Pro- high ground provides the ability to pr- provide covering fire for other ground forces. And so a platoon of infantry marines was tasked in the book to secure the a hill, to go and push the enemy off of that hill and secure it for, for friendly use. And upon securing that, the bloody fighting up the so- slope of the hill, pushing the enemy off the hill, repelling the enemy assault, after securing the hill and saying, look, we did what you, you told us to do, they were then ordered to secure another hill. And this was not uncommon. This is how the front lines are advanced in direct combat is an area is secured. And then from that secure area, further push into enemy country is made to secure additional space. Part of the problem in the book is that the first hill that was secured was then retaken by the enemy. And the platoon that had secured the first hill, and now the second hill, was then ordered to go back and fight back up the first hill again. And you can see the frustration. You can imagine the frustration 
of days or weeks of fighting to secure one space, only to abandon it, have it taken back, and then have to go and sacrifice more time, energy, and people, extensive bloodshed, trauma, etc., in order to secure the hill that you already had. And had you never been ordered to leave, probably would not have fallen back into enemy hands. And obviously that creates a profound sense of frustration in the lieutenant in the book and in the reader. As you read through this, you really are drawn into this tome about this lieutenant and his Marine's time in Vietnam. And you can really, it's a, it's a great book because it does a fantastic job of describing these frustrations and these challenges associated with a very frustrating and trying time in American history. And in the book, the main character, the protagonist is Lieutenant Mellis. And Lieutenant Mellis in the book is wounded and is taken to a field hospital for treatment. And today's quote comes from a nurse who is speaking to him about his, about the need to get him back into the fight, to return him to his platoon so that his Marines have their leader again. And I'm going to read the quote to you again and understand that now these words are coming from a nurse to a wounded lieutenant partway through a tour in Vietnam in direct combat. And she says to him, quote, You're a guidance system for 40 rifles, three machine guns, a bunch of mortars, several artillery batteries, three calibers of naval guns, and four kinds of attack aircraft. End quote. And taken purely in context, with nothing surrounding it, there are two ways to interpret this quote. The first is kind of a negative one, and I think it's probably what Marlantis meant. I think he was trying to highlight in this this more negative tone, which is you, the lieutenant, don't matter as a person. You only matter as a tool. And I, the nurse and the medical staff here, have to fix you and return you to your rightful spot as a cog in this machine. And I think that was Marlantis's point in this particular segment was to highlight the you're not a person. You don't have a family and friends who want to see you come home whole. So I have to fix you to make sure that you can get home whole. Really, what's most important is you as a tool in this arsenal to go and fight this fight. And the other way to read it is that you, the lieutenant, do matter because your Marines need guidance. Those naval guns, artillery batteries, machine guns, mortars, they need someone like you back with them to help keep them safe so that they can get home to their families. And depending on how you read it is all a matter of perspective. And as I read it, you probably thought of it in one of those two ways. So ask yourself, which one of those two ways did you think of it? Did you think of it in the positive light of, I have to get you back into the fight because only you can do what you do? Or did you read it as, you're just simply not important as a person. You're just a tool. You're just a cog in a machine. The big green machine, as we refer to it from time to time. How did you read it? How did you hear the words that I read? Think about that for just a second. And interestingly enough, the lesson for me, I've, I've read this book, I've read this book two or three times now in my life, and... The, every time I've read it, I've always read it in a positive way. I've always read it as the, the kindly nurse speaking to the wounded lieutenant who is feeling down, probably scared, probably grateful to be alive, probably a little bit trepidatious to return to the front. And you have a nurse talking to this Marine officer and saying, you're a guidance system. You're a guidance system for 40 rifles, three mortars, artillery batteries, naval gunfire. You're important. You matter. That's the way I interpreted it. Now, there's plenty in the book to be interpreted in more of the negative light. And so if you apply that to the whole book, the book takes on a very somber tone. 
if everything in the book is negative and everything is about the shortcomings, then the book takes on a very somber tone. And as I said, there's plenty of that already there. So this, to me, was more of a positive light. This was a brief glimpse into what could be a positive interpretation amidst a field of negativity, which is the rest of the book. And that's not to say you shouldn't read the book. The whole book is not negative, but it does leave you with a sense of frustration, a sense of unfulfilled mission, a sense of angst. And I think that was part of the purpose of this book, was to paint a picture for the uninitiated of exactly what someone who did go and fight in this war felt. And in that way, it's wildly effective as a piece of literature. And I applaud Lieutenant Marlantis for this book. But it's important because this could be a lesson for all of us. We are all sometimes broken. We've talked about the difficulties in life before and some of the challenges that are thrown in us. How we all get tired. How we all feel weak. How we all have trying times that push us to our limits and beyond. And sometimes we are broken. We may not be wounded, as in combat, but the analogy to life is not lost on any of us. There are times where we feel incapacitated, unable to take on all of the things that are going on around us due to just the general challenges of life or possibly a death of a friend, family member, coworker, etc. The challenges of work, the challenges of relationships, all of those things can compile, and they seem to do so at just the worst times sometimes, to the point where we feel incapacitated, like we can't go on. We can't continue with our role. And then there's that voice in our minds, in my mind it's that nurse, in a field hospital somewhere saying that we're many things to many people, to those riflemen, to those mortarmen. You're a guidance system. You can call for artillery fire. You can call for naval gunfire. You're all of those things, and you're needed to be those things. And so today, if you're out there and you're in one of those times where you feel incapacitated, know that you are many things to many people. You may be a mother or father to a child or children, a friend to many people, a mentor, a coach, a leader, a coworker. But you are certainly many things to many people. We all are. So to Marlantis's point, to the positive interpretation of what Marlantis put on paper all those years ago about his time in Vietnam, is get fixed and get back in the fight because you're needed, you're necessary. You're not just a cog in a machine. You're important. We all are. We all fill certain roles for people in our lives. And it's important that we recognize those things. And sometimes we forget and for those of us that forget to the extreme, sometimes it feels like there's no point in continuing. And that's just simply not the case. There's always something worth continuing for. There's always something worth fighting for. Whether it's those friends, family members, coworkers, people that you mentor or coach who wait for your laughter or your phone call or your text message or whatever it would happen to be. We all have that purpose out there, and it's worth taking the time to identify what those things are, because without those things, without focusing on those things, we can fall dramatically short of what others think of us. So when times are tough and when times are challenging, imagine that nurse standing over you as you open your eyes on that morning where life just feels like it's too much. Imagine there's a nurse standing there and she says to you, you are a father, a friend, a coach a mentor, a husband. Or you are a wife, a mother, a leader, a boss, a coworker, and a friend. People need you. 
And as usual, much like many of the quotes that we discuss on this podcast, they're written in one context. In this case, they could have been meant by the author to be a negative portrayal of the machine-like efficiency of the United States military in a war that many argued we should have never been in and didn't do well in. But even written in that context, we can choose to interpret them in a positive light and apply them in a positive way to our lives. And I hope that's what you will do, is take those words that reach across life experiences, and whether you were in Vietnam or not, whether you've been in a war or not, there are times where we are all incapacitated, and we need that pick-me-up and need to be reminded that we are many things to many people. So as we depart, know that you are many things to many people. You are needed you are valuable. Take a moment today and remember that for yourself. And if you can, pass that along to somebody else, because somebody else may need to hear it as well. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at QuotationsPod. Send me an email to QuotationsPod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at QuotationsPod. Or join the conversation on Facebook at QuotationsPod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks, as always, for listening.